What a beautiful presence of the Lord that's with us tonight. To know who works on our behalf and his heartbeat and desire for each one of us in this house tonight. He's a God that cares. He's a God that loves. He's a God that walks down pathways that no one else can. He's faithful when everything else seems to have faded to the one side or to the other. He's there to be that present help in times of trouble. There seems to be a lot of trouble in our world today. As we march toward that fulfillment of the Word of God and the times that we're living, making our way back to the times of Noah, the time when men would be so occupied and caught up with themselves and their own agendas that they don't have no time to come and love God and have fellowship with Him and won't have time to give recognition to the one that created us and formed us. It you can feel is what we feel here tonight. To have the emotions that we have. Sometimes we're crying, sometimes we're laughing. But there's no doubt that God has uniquely formed and made each one of us in His image and in His likeness. And no doubt, as Brother Ford did mention here tonight, that he even repented that, that He had fashioned and created man. In this fashion, the power to reason, the power to make choices. You know, even God, after observing some, maybe some direction of individuals and maybe whole families and whole nations, I don't want to give him any recognition and not have an ear to hear him and a heart or a desire to know him, to worship him, to have him to be a part of our lives and to, to be a part, to have fellowship and cohabitation to, to, to what a revelation that you and I have got in the house tonight. To know that we're temples of the Holy Ghost and uh, have an understanding about the Holy Ghost and how to receive it and how to 
Allow it to comfort us and lead us and assist us, secure us. Got your Bibles turned with us, Galatians, the sixth chapter, verse 9. Galatians 6 and 9. It's good to see all in the house of the Lord tonight. It's one of you to come and be a part of this service. And our prayers, our hopes, you're being blessed, and we have already. I thank God again tonight for our singers, our instrument players, and thank God for you. Come and be a part of this service, and not just this service, but your faithfulness to every service. And not just the services themselves, but your faithfulness outside these four walls. When you go out in the highways and the byways, and you have to go among this world. And Amen. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We're of a different kingdom. Our thinking's different. Our way of living. Our way of priorities are different. We are a peculiar people. Not in the way that the world thinks, but in the way that God thinks. And his heartbeat and desire. And that's, that's what our heartbeat is tonight. And I know that's your heartbeat tonight. Or you wouldn't be here tonight. But you want to be the vessel of God. And let this grace and mercy of God have his way. Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Second Thessalonians 3, and you don't have to turn there, but verse 13. But ye, brethren, be not weary in well-doing. Lord, we love you tonight and appreciate you. As we feel the heaviness of the call of God upon our hearts, our lives here tonight. As we feel the importance of the power of the Word of God. As we know that you have chosen the method of preaching to save them that believes. We know that the initial preaching is the plan of salvation and repentance and baptism in Jesus' name and the infilling of the Holy Ghost. But how often from that plan and from that time, it's been by the preaching of the Word of God and by the singing of the Word of God, by the anointing of your presence and your power that's among us and that flows through us, that we find the help that we need. We find the energy that we need. We find the assistance as we made our way back to the house of God one more time. That we didn't allow the thief, we didn't allow the robber, we didn't allow other circumstances or situations rob us of this appointed time, of this gathering of together, this solemn gathering where you've taught us in the word of God to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. But as we have come together here tonight, 
for the touch of God, for the voice of God, for the moving of the Holy Ghost fresh upon us again, renewing and refreshing and strengthening us all over again for the journey that we're on and for the destination that we're headed for. Oh, God, we're looking forward to that moment. We're looking forward to that day, the Lord's day. As the Bible calls it several times throughout the Scriptures, the day of the Lord and the coming of the Lord to meet you in the clouds, to hear you say, well done. God, we need your help here tonight. At anointing our minds and guarding them up, helping us to do things that we're not capable of doing. Loosing our tongue, God, with the power of your authority, the power of your word. They could find this mark in the heart and the soul and the mind and the spirit of every vessel in this house tonight. Authority, power that would move in this place that drives out darkness, that drives out demons, that drives out the lying tongue and the deceiving powers. Oh, God, we need you, God, in the world, in the time that we're living. You help us, God, in this hour and day. We're going to give you the glory and the praise and the honor in this house tonight. As you baptize us with your will, your will, not our will, but thy will, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in Bendale tonight and the souls and hearts that's made their way to this place tonight. I promise you, Lord, with everything it is within us, we're going to give you the glory and the praise and honor in this place tonight through and by that wonderful name called Jesus. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated tonight. What a song. What a setting here tonight. I mentioned this morning, I didn't even I wouldn't get that particular scripture for tonight, but I think it'd be all right. The scriptures taught us about shortening the time that the very elect wouldn't be deceived. You and I both have heard, if my mind serves me right, Brother Dissotel and Brother McKean has, he talks about people backsliding, and slipping back on God and losing out with God. Said a lot of times they just became weary with the fight. Amen. I, 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 I hear this even with ministers and preachers, and uh, especially the fight against the world and the fight of walking this pathway and fighting off the unseen things sometime and fighting off spirits and and fiery darts coming from places you don't even know where it's coming from but uh, but they're coming and they seem to have their effect upon us and uh, we know that um, people a man that's uh, very talented and gifted in certain areas of their lives. This can be a trade of labor itself or a certain calling or ability in the kingdom of God. But they finally reach a point and a place in their lives. They just become weary of doing that. They have done it for so long. They've been in the traces for so long. And as they're called upon and moved upon and, and requested by, by humanity and by the needs at times and uh, 
And sometimes those calls, amen, may come at, at some hours. It's not convenient. And, and, but yet, there are the ones that's especially. There are the ones, amen, that, uh, that's holding that responsibility and bearing that load. And so even the, the body itself doesn't have the skill and the talent and ability sometimes. Uh, the strength or the energy to carry on, amen, as it begins to age. Brother Ford mentioned even his body tonight. As it begins to age, it doesn't have the, the energy that it once bared. It doesn't have the strength that it once had. It doesn't have the endurance that it once had. Amen. To maybe wrestle with something and, and struggle with things. Hallelujah. And so there is a tendency, amen, that a certain thing called weariness, amen, that can begin to settle down upon an individual. That can begin to settle down even upon a church. That can even settle down upon a family. And then and on a kingdom and on a nation. Hallelujah. Because sometimes we just get weary with the fight. We just get weary, amen, with the struggle itself. Hallelujah. Having to wrestle with it. Having to struggle with it. Hallelujah. And trying to fight against it because it takes so much out of us. Amen. Just to stay in the ring. Just to be committed and be dedicated. Hallelujah. Not to give up. Not to give up. Because of weariness of the body. Because of weariness of the heart and the mind and the spirit. I remember one time in Mike Tyson. Amen. In a fight that he was scheduled for, there was a nobody that had came up through the ranks and all of a sudden seemed to come out of nowhere. And Mike Tyson took him for granted. And Mike Tyson didn't go through the training. And Mike Tyson didn't get his weight where it needed to be. And Mike Tyson, even though he was a world champion, amen, he took it for granted of his enemy. He took it granted for the guy on the next side, on the other side of that ring. And it cost him the championship. Because as he got into the fight, the weariness of the body, the lack of the condition and conditioning of the body. He couldn't endure. He couldn't hold up. He depended so much upon that one, one, that one punch. He depended upon it so much, amen, to get him out and to win the battle. But all of a sudden, this guy, and I don't even remember his name, the other guy, amen, but he lost the battle. He lost the fight, amen, to a guy that it was one of the biggest upsets in boxing, hallelujah, that took place in that time, hallelujah. And so, so this is how the enemy knows how to work, amen, to just to be constantly, to be steadfast. Did you know that works for God. Hallelujah. Just to be constant. Hallelujah. Not be in one day and out the next. Not to be on some kind of roller coaster ride. That's a reason being consistent and steadfast in your prayer life. Being consistent and steadfast in faithfulness to God. It may not be a whole lot and it may not impress anybody but there's just something about, amen, you're far better off to spend 30 minutes in prayer on a daily basis. Hallelujah. Than you are to spend an hour, amen, on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. You're far better off, amen, to be consistent with your, your discipline of your life and your consistency, amen, that you know what the devil knows and heaven knows at such and such time, this God's going to get on his knees. He's going to call on God and he's going to be faithful about it. It doesn't matter what the time is. It doesn't matter what, what time of the day it is. It's just something about that consistency that all of the universe knows that he's going to be there and he's going to be faithful. And he's not going to let nothing rob him of it. He's not going to let nothing talk him out of it. 
I mean, it's going to have to be life or death. It's going to have to be something that gets so far out of his controls and his ability to change. It's just not going to hardly happen or take place. Amen. But, but, but I want to preach to us just a little while here tonight on weariness. Amen. But thank God. Thank God tonight. Hallelujah. I couldn't help but to, as Brother Ford was singing that song. And he, he tied the connection, amen, of losing Erica. Amen. And, and I won't forget it. And I hate to just bring this up, but it, it ties in with the message. Hallelujah. About two years after that funeral, I remember one day we was going to walk in the church back there. And he looks at me and he says, you just don't know how many times I walked up to them double glass doors back there. And before service ever started, all I could see was a casket, Erica's casket up the front of that church and I had to walk inside that building and walk up on that platform and try to sing and lead a service hallelujah, the struggle and the battle that took place but oh I'm here to preach to you tonight hallelujah because we don't go weary at coming to the house of God we don't go weary, amen of being faithful, it may not be easy, it may be the struggle of our life and the struggle of our heart and the sanity of our mind but there's something inside of us knows if I can just get this weary carcass to the house of God if I can just get this weary spirit to the house of God if I can get this thing back in the body of Christ I've got to find the strength I've got to find the help I've got to find the lifter don't you never discredit the power of the authority of the church of God in your life can I put this in here I think we need to be very careful what we say about the house of God and the people of God. In all of our likes and dislikes, there's no place like the church. There's no place like the house of God. Come and worship and to magnify and to exalt him in this place. Got a few scriptures. I'm not going to be long tonight. I really don't feel. Amen. Scripture says, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season, we shall reap if we faint not. Hallelujah. If there's ever been a time that we got to have our minds made up. And we got to have our spirits made up. The Amplified put it this way. Let us not lose heart and grow weary and faint in the acting nobly and doing right. For in due time and at the appointed season, we shall reap. It's going to come in a moment. It's going to come in a twinkle of an eye. We may be done placed in the sod and six foot under, but the testimony is going to come. But the witnessing powers are going to come. Hallelujah. And there's no regret. Amen. And every time we made a sacrifice and bring in this weary body and bring in this weary mind. Amen. Even though all the devil he could do, but he couldn't keep me out of the house of God. He couldn't keep me out of the place of worship. I knew if I could just get back in the house of God. If I knew I'd just get back with my brothers and sisters and make the connection to the kingdom of God, I'll find the help and the strength and the energy. Hallelujah. I can't find no other place. I find liberty. I find love. I find anointing. I find, amen, what my soul needs. <laughs> so with all that struggle, Brother and Sister Forge just kept coming. How many other in this house of God tonight? You didn't let those circumstances and you didn't let those situations rob you from coming to the house 
of God. Can I say something tonight? Amen. Don't go weary of writing their names down. It's still an act of faith. It may be the same old names. But the only hope they got is to have somebody like you that won't go weary and petition the throne room of God that keeps calling the name of Jesus over their lives, that keeps pleading the blood of Jesus over them. If you go weary and quit doing it, then who's going to do it? Who else has got to be a voice for them? Who's got to lift them up? Who's got to stand in the gap for them? Who's got to make up the hedge for them? Who's got to be the vessel that God can use to turn them around? I tell them it's not a time to be weary and well-doing. I promise you God is going to pay you in full. It's going to come, amen, and it's season appointed time. It's going to come. So it's not, amen, an hour to grow weary, amen, and quit doing the things that the Lord has called us to do. This is one of the things I want to bring us back. You can go to Malachi, the first chapter. Amen. You're going to read of a time of a mistake that Judah made. Amen. You can see if you look at the 13th verse, it simply says this. He said also, Behold, what a weariness is it that he have snuffed at it. In other words, they began to despise. They began to look down upon the things they brought to worship God and the Jehovah God. They had the well-fed calves and those that God required. But they got where they would just bring the sick ones. They got where they bring them that they just got ready to get rid of. They began to take their worship. Hallelujah. Half-hearted and nonchalant. Why? Because they got weary with the journey. They got weary with the sacrifice. They got weary with the commitment. Your thing is wrong in our nation today. America's got weary in living for God and doing what's right. And so now they're compromising because if you'll do a study on that weirdness right there, Judah, if you'll do a study on the commentary, they tell us they begin to compromise in worshiping their God. Some of you better wake up. I hope your face is not where your heart is. Because some of you is not listening to me. You're too distracted with two others, too many other things. Don't let that happen. For somebody, it's going to be one day too late. One hour too late. But what an opportunity that you and I have got. That tonight that we're in the house of God. We're in the house, amen, to make a difference of our eternity. We're in the place, amen, if we won't grow weary. I'm going to tell you something. I don't know anyone that's seeking the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you get it in one service or if it takes you ten years. It's worth the journey. It's worth the fight. It's worth just don't go weary. Amen. Don't you go weary. Don't you become discouraged. Don't you be persuaded by carnality of the world or anybody else. God promised it to me and I'm going to get it. God promised me the Holy Ghost. I'm going to receive it. I'm going to experience it for myself. I'm going to know God for myself. And I'm not going to let nothing or nobody rob me. And I'm sure not going to let the weirdness of my body rob me of getting the Holy Ghost. Now watch this. In that same chapter, two verses prior to this verse. 
<laughs> For from the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. <laughs> Boy, you get to sing it about the name. You get to sing it about, I love you, Jesus, because you care. Regardless of the pain I'm feeling, regardless of where I'm at in the valley, regardless of what mountains I've got to climb, hallelujah, I know I find a help that I can't find any other place. I can find an assurance I can't find any other place. I can find an energy that I won't find any other place. Hallelujah, you can take these old bodies like this, but you get a moving of the Holy Ghost and a moving the power of God in it. All of a sudden, amen, it can have a strength to dance like it hadn't danced in a long time. All of a sudden, it begins to raise up its hands and shout hallelujah and thank you Jesus hallelujah because we know in the presence of God and of the option the anointing of the Holy Ghost it's not just for the young hallelujah the preacher tonight it's not just for the elders that goes weary in their bodies that goes weary in the spirit and weary in their minds but I'm here to tell you tonight even the Bible says in Isaiah that the young become weary the battles and the struggles that would take place and that will unfold. Amen. When you look tonight, and uh, Micah 6 and 3, oh, my people, what have I done unto thee? Worry and have I wearied thee? He said, testify against me. God's never wearied us. Loving his commandments. Walking in his statues, walking a man in the beauty of holiness is not a weary thing to do. Not when you've got a love for God and the things of God. This life is not as hard as some want to make it out to be. The hard thing is just dying, submitting and yielding. And humbling ourselves and trusting God and putting a confidence in the Lord. Not in our own talents, our own skills, our own ability. The word of God has warned us. The king is not made victorious by his mighty army. You're not, you're not set free or delivered by the strength of a horse. Hallelujah. Prepare the horse for battle. But it's not the horse that's going to win the battle. It's the Lord that's going to win the battle. It's not by our power and might and talents and skills. It's just simply that we don't let weariness overwhelm us. We we don't let weariness, amen, rob us. We just keep making. We may have to crawl. We may have to crawl, but if I can crawl back into the presence of God in one visitation, amen, he can put me back on my feet. He can put a run back into my feet. He can put a joy inside of me that nothing else can. This world's looking for pleasure and joy and things uplift them. But I'm telling you all, their gods are going to fail them. All oh, their gods are destroying them, literally destroying their bodies, the organs that's in their bodies, tearing them apart, making them old way before their time. But as they bow down and give themselves unto them, and then they want to mock us because we bow our knees unto Jesus Christ on a regular basis because we come to the house of God at least three times out of the week and we don't think that's enough. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're not looking to shorten it. We're looking, amen, to add to it. Hallelujah. Be more and more in the presence of God because I 
find a help and a strength here that I can't find it in a bottle. I can't find it in a can. I can't find it in the end of a needle. You're not going to find it any other place. There's awareness as a seeping on this land and upon this country. I'm telling you, the church is the only thing that's going to get you out of it. Have a good Holy Ghost visitation and a Holy Ghost move of God in your life on a regular basis. It's the only thing that's going to make you victorious. Could it be this reason there's so much weirdness even among some of our own apostolics is because they depend too much just on Sunday morning and Sunday nights and Wednesday night. And there's no in-betweens. <laughs> no in-betweens of the refreshing. No in-betweens. Amen. A commitment and dedication and companionship and fellowship with God that pushes that voice out. That pushes those burdens off. That reconnects us and refocuses us. What's really important and what's really going to matter and what's really going to be the outcome. Hallelujah. We should never go weary, but we do. huh? Don't go weary in well-doing. The writer, amen, warned us in two places. Our own apostle warned us. And so you know what? We got to deal with it and we experience it. We've all experienced it. I'm telling you, if there's ever been a generation that even our young people said, I'm tired, I'm wore out, I'm give out. How you doing today? I'm tired and we just got up. I'm weary, amen. Hey, I'm telling you, there's a spirit of weariness, amen, that's trying to grip on this country and on this church and it'll rob us of the blessings of God and the powers thereof. Hallelujah, come to this house and love and worship and magnify our God. I've said this. I don't know if I get to experience it. But if God will help me, I even wind up in a wheelchair. Lord, help me. Hope I can pop willies in it. <laughs> Praise God. I won't just sit back and just know something would get a hold of me called the Holy Ghost. Something would get a hold of my mind and spirit and heart. I, brother, I remember Brother Matt Holland right over here one night. A man brought in here after a stroke. He couldn't say not one word in English, but the power of God would move on him and he was speaking that heavenly language. Woo! Don't tell me this Holy Ghost. It's greater than all the damage of the world can put on you. God, I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost tonight, honey, it'll loosen you up. It'll put something inside of you. It'll cause a move in your life and a move in that vessel. The Bible talks about a little lady had a little alabaster box, and she brought it to Jesus in Simon's house. And they, they ridiculed her. They had indignation against her. Oh, you could have took that and sold it and gave it to the poor. But Jesus said, oh, you're going to always have the poor. And you'll have opportunities to help them. Hallelujah. But she's done something far more important. When she opened up that seal, I just wonder what would happen tonight if you begin to open up the seals of your heart. And you begin to open up the seals of your praise. And you begin to open up the seals of your mind. You begin to open up the seals of your spirit. To you, honey. Hallelujah. Some of that deadness is going to lose its grip. Some of that deadness, amen, is going to be removed. That's going to be a resurrection. Hallelujah. It's going to take place. There's going to be a move. It's going to take. All of a sudden, you ain't going to be able to just sit there. All of a sudden, it ain't going to be just nonchalant. Amen. You're going you're gonna to drive those excuses out. There's ever been a time we need an old-fashioned moving of the Holy Ghost that puts the energy in the church that we run and dance, amen, to the midnight hour under the power and influence of the Holy Ghost. This is the condition we want to see babies born in. 
Hallelujah. God's been so good to us. I understand you can be seated. Praise God. Now I understand we got to deal with our flesh. Mark 14 and 38 helps us. Amen. The time, probably one of the most important times of the Lord's life. Calling on his disciples to pray with him. And intercede. And he comes back and you know. Three times. Amen. But they just couldn't keep awake. And finally the Lord speaks to them. And says the spirit truly is ready. But the flesh is weak. This old flesh. This old carnal body. This old earthen vessel. The psalmist got it right. God knows that you're just flesh. God knows that I'm just flesh. God knows that I've got limitations. Amen. To what I can do and what I can't do. But you know what? I'm not going to use excuses. Amen. To not love him and not to praise him. And not to magnify his name. And exalt him. Hallelujah. Every chance I get, I'm going to give him some praise. Every chance I get, God, I'm going to magnify your name. Every chance I get, God, I'm going to asking God to open it up right there in Bendale Hardware Store. Open it up, God. Opportunities that we can let others know there's a better way. There's a better joy. And dance and love and worship my God. Hallelujah. Right there in the presence of all. Not for a show. Not to glorify flesh. But to glorify God and create an atmosphere to introduce to them there's a better way to overcome your weariness. Instead of going to the ways of the world, why don't you come to the house of God? So we realize and understand we got to deal with this old fleshly man. We understand that he gets older. We understand that he loses his ability to endure and to, to accomplish or achieve things. But I'm here to tell you tonight, by the help of the Lord, amen, as long as there's breath in this body, we ought to be worshipers of the Lord and magnifiers of his name. If you don't have the strength in your legs, you know what I'd do? I'd pat my foot. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you've done all you can do. Hallelujah. Stand therefore. When you've done all you can do. You guess what? You can move the powers of heaven. By just simply patting your foot. Where others may need to run. All you got to do is pat your foot. All you got to do is raise up your hand. With all varieties and all of its pains and agonies and restrictions. But oh you're not going to rob me. I'm going to open up the seals of my heart. I'm going to open up the seals of my body. I'm going to love and worship and magnify my God. Who was that we just heard preaching? I said the, the, the preaching by the trees, if I remember right. The trees talking about the doctor. Told him, he said, Man, I don't know how in the world you stand up in the condition of your back. How in the world you stand up there and preach for an hour. Amen. But the trace looked at that doctor and told him, the only time I'm relieved from pain is when I'm in that pulpit preaching the word of God. Could it be that God is waiting on somebody and say, Hallelujah, the pain's trying to restrict me. The devil's trying to rob me. But I'm fixing to take this thing. Amen. I'm going to love, worship my God. Amen. I find some relief I could find no other place. Find some deliverance I could find any other place. Find the healing. Amen. That nobody else could do it. But in my praise and my worship, because I didn't let weariness rob me of the blessing. Oh, come on, preacher, I'm tired. 
I've been laboring. I've been working. I've been doing this and I've been doing that. Let me carry you somewhere tonight. When you look, amen, at Luke, at Luke's writing an encounter in Luke 5, amen, and it came to pass that as the people pressed, amen, upon him, talking about Jesus to hear the word of God. Now, just prior to this, there's a group that didn't want to hear him. In fact, they wanted him to flee and leave. But now here's a group that he encounters that wants to hear Jesus. And they're pressing him to the point, amen, that, that Jesus has to come to the, to the shore. Amen. And there, there's two ships there. One of them belongs to Simon Peter. And Jesus tells him, hey, can I get on board? Amen. Can I borrow your ship a minute? Hallelujah. And he gets on that ship and he sits down and he instructs and teaches the people. And then after a little while, he looks at Peter and he tells him, he says, Go out in the deep, hallelujah, and drop your nets. Watch this. Peter said, now watch. When he got there, Peter, James, and John, and two other disciples, they was out, and Brother Tony could help us out with this. They was out there cleaning their nets. They'd been toiling all night. They'd been fishing all night. In fact, the practice was to fish at nighttime because in the daytime, storms would come up out of nowhere. Amen. Because of the two atmospheres from the mountain and the sea. Hallelujah. And the atmosphere and the storm. And they were known to pop up during the daytime. So most all the fishing was done at night. <laughs> the reason I was never a coon hunter. When darkness comes, sleep comes. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll never forget my brother Anthony working at Eagles. And they told him one day, he said, hey, we're going to put you on fourth watch. He said, that time's what? It's about 11 or 12 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock. And he said, y'all want to, you can. He said, but at 2 o'clock, I'm going to sleep. He said, well, you can. He said, I'm just telling y'all do if you want to. He said, but I'm telling you, at 2 o'clock, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> They didn't put him on night shift. <laughs> they decided, you know, because some people just, but anyway, so they're out there all night. They are toiled. Now listen to me. Peter was the seasoned fisherman. Amen. And he'd been out there all night toiling and putting everything they had into it. He'd been up all night. And now they was at the point of cleaning their nets and probably about had them done and cleaned up. And all he was thinking about is two sunny eggs upside down. Amen. A couple of pieces of toast and a little glass of orange juice and milk and going to bed. Hallelujah. But Jesus said, Amen. I need to borrow your ship a minute. And after borrowing the ship a minute, he says, I want you to go back out. I want you to send out the nets. I want you to put down the nets. But you know what? Peter didn't really believe him. Peter didn't obey him to the fullest. <laughs> Amen. We taught all night. I ain't real sure about all of this. Now he goes out. But look and listen to it. When he goes out in the deep, the Bible says he drops a net. One. And he dropped the nets. Pull. You know why? Because Peter didn't want to clean up half a dozen nets. Peter says if it don't work, there'll only be one we'll have to clean up. And we'll get home about 9.30 instead of 11.30. But all of a sudden when he dropped the net, nevertheless, we taught all night. I know more about fishing than you do. You're just a carpenter's son. But nevertheless, that's thy word. I don't step back because I feel good. I don't worship because I'm on top of the mountain. I don't give you praise and honor, amen, because everything's lined up. No, but nevertheless, at thy word, hallelujah, I'm going to obey you. So then they cast out 
Now watch this. When they dropped the net, the Bible says there's so many fish. Amen. The Bible says, now, now Bishop Odom gave a, a dimension on this boat, and I'm trying to remember it. Seven. Anyway, it would hold, I think two of them would hold 60 ton, if I got that right. Amen. No, maybe 30 ton. Anyway, there was about 6,000 pounds of fish that these, these boats would hold, they're designed to hold. And so when he went out and dropped the net, amen, it was more than he could pull in. He begins to call for his brothers. He begins to call for James and John. He begins to call, amen, for the other disciples. Hallelujah. Do you know why? Hallelujah. Because when you obey God, hallelujah, even though you toil all night, and even though you don't feel like it, and even though you've done it all your life, and you've done it this way all your life, all of a sudden I'll tell you something. When you're doing what the Bible says, that's the way to do it. I don't care what kind of results you get. You just keep doing it the Bible way. We're not looking to compromise things and change the methods. Amen. It's contradicting to the word of God and not pleasing to God. I'm ready for a habitation in this house of God Almighty and loosen the power of the Spirit of God. The Bible's taught us that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. We'll never do this thing without God. And without the presence of God. Amen. But by the presence of God. Amen. This God is able to take up wherever we come up short. Whatever errors we lack in. If we'll just obey him. And go out and gather up the baskets. Uh, they got 12 baskets. I'm not sure what they got the 12. But the best I can read. Only one of them had any fish and bread in it. But it was enough. Jesus told him it was enough. It was enough to feed 5,000. The real key, amen, it's not by our power, not by our might, not by our strength, not by our last name. It doesn't matter what generation we might be. It doesn't matter if we're the first generation. Hallelujah. All it winds up in, amen. I'm not going to go weary and well-doing. I'm not going to go weary and well-doing. God's going to hear my prayers. God's going to see my faithfulness. God's going to see my commitment. And God, amen, is going to know, no, no, man. Man. We love and worship him in this house tonight as we open our hearts and our spirits up. Did you know COVID tried to stop us? That was some of the deal. I wouldn't say what we want to. I appreciate this church. You didn't let it get the best of you. Appreciate this church that she was faithful to when we made the decision to come back in. We came back in as a, a church. Nobody was left outside. <laughs> Hallelujah. And God's been good to this church through that. He's still good to this church through that. It still shows his head every once in a while. But God, amen, has blessed us and kept us. And we haven't lost not one candidate. Even those, amen, that the doctors and the, and the physicians and everybody said it was a guarantee they was going to die. But you underestimate them. We might have grown weary, but we just kept coming to the house of God. It might have been in a parking lot, but we didn't let that stop us either. We love and worship and magnify God in that parking lot. And we done the best we could and God looked down upon us because we didn't go weary and we didn't stop coming you'd be shocked the people that backslid and never come back to the house of God but you stayed faithful and you kept coming young people don't take this for granted you can come here all by yourself 
You can have a move of God and a move of the Holy Ghost. There'll be a love put on the inside of you. A passion that puts inside of you. An affection, amen, that'll get hold of you. Amen. And the, the ways of God, the order of God to guide and to direct us and to help us in this old world that we're in and the times that we're in tonight. Our, our musicians are coming. Amen. I'm, I'm not going to be much longer here. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God. We've toiled all night, but nevertheless, at thy word. Hallelujah. Can I say this? Because we've been warned in the scriptures. Amen. By the scriptures themselves that we won't take all of our energy and our labor. Amen. And use it for other things that we don't have nothing left on Sunday. We run, we went here and we've done that, but we don't seem to have the energy or the strength to come to the house of God or when we get here, we don't have none left. I've talked about this to a certain degree before. Hallelujah. I'm praying and asking God to help me. The things that I eat and the things that I drink, if it helped give me the energy and the strength, hallelujah, to worship and preach and work in these altars, then God help me to do it. God, if I need to back off the ice cream, if I need to back off the chocolate chip cookies, and God, if I need to back off, then God, I'm telling you, it's worth it. If Paul, amen, good not to eat meat, not to offend his brother, then who in the world I think I am? I would have strengthened my body. It may be 63 years old, but I tell you, I will have the endurance that God wants to give us for his glory. To fight the good fight of faith, to finish the course. You can't go weary and finish the course. You can't go weary, amen, and be faithful. You've got to get something inside of you to put something inside of you and nothing else can do. I ain't being ugly, okay? Honestly, I'm not. But this is not a good mark for us. That we run heavy and do what we want to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. But when we get here, five minutes into the service. I've tried to help us with that. Don't stay up past midnight on Saturday night just because you're going to get to sleep to 8, 9 o'clock on Sundays. In fact, you ought to go to bed earlier on Saturday nights than any other night. Saturday nights ought to be the night you get the best rest because you know what? You fix to come and give your best. Come on, preacher. Now you better wake up. Hello, who you serve, who you give yourself to, who you give yourself over to, what you put your energy into, what you put your time into. That's all you can do is just drag. No, no, no. Hallelujah. I want to do what I ought to do that when I get here, I got some strength and energy to worship and magnify God, that I can pray for the lost, that I can work with them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, folks, this is toiling, baby. You get up here and start praying for folks. You start getting up here and interceding. This is toiling, amen, for these singers to get up here and play these drums, amen, and play these instruments and sing for an hour at a time. I want God to bless them. I pray, Lord, for this music department and sound department and the songs that we sing in the last two months that probably I have in a year or two. Maybe even three. <laughs> you think of it what you want to. But I want God to take up a habitation in everything we do here. I want God to be involved in it. Singers, you're not up here to entertain us.
Not in that form and fashion. You're up here to sing for the Lord Jesus Christ. You're up here, amen, to be under the influence and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And under that power and influence to create an atmosphere and a place that those that are bound and shackled and lost and undone, a revelation begin to move upon their heart. It would drive evil spirits out. It drive evil, evil attitudes out. It drive that, amen, is contrary to God's purpose and God's will. It's all about the setting, amen, for the birthing of a soul, for the delivering of a soul. It's all about having revival. It's all about having the move of God. It's not a time to go weary and having revival and having church. If I would have a dead church, I'd go back to my old church. They don't require nothing. They don't demand a whole lot. They have Sunday morning service and that's it. I mean, if it's going to be dead, who wants to be there? He wants to be involved in it. I'm not being ugly. I'm just telling you like it is. God's not a God of the dead. Hallelujah. He's a God of the living. He can put life and strengthen us like nobody else. He can bring liberty into our spirits. The heaviness of our hearts. The heaviness of our minds. The heaviness of our spirit. I tell you one encounter with God. Hallelujah. One visitation of the Holy Ghost. All of a sudden he can take these 60 and 70, 80 year old bodies. Hallelujah. Watch them all Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I prayed for Sister Linda Whittington, but I will tell you something. If it wasn't for this house and prayer, I'm telling you, she'd done be lost and gone. It's been bad and it's been rough. But without God and the mercy of God, she wouldn't have been able to hold to the journey that she's got. Man, if there's ever been a time, Brother Ernie, we get older. But it's God's good pleasure to still bless us and strengthen us. Put some strength in these old legs. Put some strength in these knees that worship Him with and magnify Him with. To give Him glory. That we may not can run, but we can walk around this place. Hallelujah. And love and worship God. That we can come to the house of God and magnify His name. That we can serve Him. It's not about that we want to go hunting and fishing. That's just some of the benefits but the real aerial cover of it amen that's what we want to be a servant of God and a worker in the kingdom of God we want to be a blessing amen in the kingdom of God it's not a time to grow weary it's not a time amen begin to get to a place that it really doesn't matter I'm telling you it does matter it does make a difference in, in singing. It does make a difference in playing. And we're not in competition with nobody else. We're doing this to please God. I don't preach in competition with nobody. Here or any other place. I just say, God, you know me. You know my ups and my downs, my weakness and strong points. And you promised me you wouldn't put more on me than what I can bear. But God, by the help of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to preach what you want me to preach it. And I want to preach it the way you want me to preach it. I want to preach it with love and kindness and gentleness. Hallelujah. I want to preach this truth and this apostolic truth, this unadulterated truth. Because truth is what makes and sets you and I free that we won't be in bondage. I want to be committed and dedicated what God wants us to be. Maybe I got you standing too quick. Psalms 34 and 10 says the young 
lions do lack and suffer hunger. The Bible in Ecclesiastes 9-11 says, I returned it so unto the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to the men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. What is he saying? It doesn't matter how good of a businessman you are. There's going to be some deals that's just not going to go right. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. How successful you might be in one thing or another. Hallelujah. There's going to be times and chance. It's just not going to all come out to your way and you're not going to get the victory. But you know what? I'm still going to come to the house of God. I'm still going to be faithful to the house of God. I'm still going to bring myself when I don't even have victory. I'm still going to come to the house of God. I'm going to make my way to the house of God. Hallelujah. If there's any way possible under the sun and if there's any physical way. I know there's times it's not and you know that and God knows that. I ain't got to explain all of that but every time I got the ability, every time I got the energy, every time God, hallelujah, I'm not going to let weariness. Hallelujah. Because you know what? One of the first things we want to do when we get weary, well I just won't go to church but to get up on Monday morning go to work. Hallelujah. And get up Monday morning and go do your other thing. I'm telling you, that's sending a signal to heaven and to God Almighty. It's not pleasing. It's not pleasing to God if we take an all-day Saturday. If I can hunt all day Saturday, but can't make, the, my, can't make it to the house of God by 9.30 to pray, but I was on a deer stand by 7 that morning before. Well, maybe I ought not preach this way. <laughs> Did you know that faint heartedness was one of the things that Moses wrote to the Israelites? One of about four different things that if they was faint hearted not to go in battle. Well, I'm going to say something. Y'all heard the stories about the kings, right? You couldn't come in. Y'all know the story about Nehemiah, right? Couldn't come before the king with a sad countenance. It could cost him his job. It could cost him his life. You know what? I'd make a pact with myself. When I come in this house, regardless how bad it is. I'm not going to come in here with a countenance on my face and an attitude in me. Hallelujah. I regret being here. <laughs> no, if I had to drag myself in this house, hey amen, I'm glad to be here. Regardless of how many devils I'm having to fight, how many pain in my body, how many bad things has happened this past week, how often the devil rose his head up and won the victory. Hallelujah. But I'm still in the house of God. I'm not going to let weariness, amen. And you know what? I'm not going to let the countenance, amen. But when I walk into now you watch this. The tabernacle, we call it the door, but actually the tabernacle has a gate first. It's not called the door, it's the gate. That's the reason the psalmist says, when you enter into his courts or into his gates, you got to come into the gates to get into the court. And how you come makes all the difference in the world of how you approach. Anybody still remember the times when you had to go ask mom and daddy? Certain items and certain things that go to certain places. 
if you walked up to it, Daddy, I know you're going to say no. I know you ain't going to want us to do it. I ought not even ask you. If Ethan Brooke done me that way, I say, well, don't ask. Just go on and do what you, you know, don't ask, don't go. Because you already know you don't need to go because you already said I need to tell you no. I tell by the way you're asking, you know that you shouldn't go. <laughs> oh, when I come to the house of God, as weary as I might be, I know I'm in a setting and I'm in a place and in the presence of one that can lift that weariness off of my body, that can lift that weariness off of my spirit, that can change my circumstance and situation in the service tonight. It don't have to be a progress. It might be, but it don't have to be. How many times? Twelve years. She spent all she had. She visited every physician. She might even tried some of those old grandma's remedies. I'm sure that morning when she got up, she was weary in her body. She didn't feel like it. She didn't feel up to it. She didn't have a whole lot of strength, but she had purposed in her mind and heart and spirit, I'm going to make my way to Jesus. And she was going to have to press her way through the crowd. I don't know if she literally had to get on her hands and knees. And amen, as they stepped on her. And probably some pushed her over and said, what is that woman? What's the matter with her? But as she kept just pressing. And she had to get fast enough and close enough. But she had made a promise to herself. And the God of heaven had heard her. Amen. If I can just touch the hem of his garment. Hallelujah. You don't go weary and well doing. You just keep on pressing. You just keep on marching. And when you're done all you can do just stand stand on the promises of God until you find the strength and energy I'm going to keep on pressing I'm going to keep on marching I'm going to keep on believing I'm not going to let the pain I'm not going to let the discouragement I'm going to let all the no's and the negative folks amen rob me no I know if I can just touch him if I can just touch him you know it as well as I do if you can just get your weary self in the house of God if you can get your weary spirit in the presence of God if you can get the move of the Holy Ghost in this house I'm telling you your circumstance and situation will be turned around in one circle in one service just like tonight amen as we sung that song amen you know why they kept coming to the house of God amen even though whenever it's crushing in on them they knew if they keep coming here there's got to come an hour there's got to come a day amen that we can come back in this house or this place with comfort and assurance of God say come get ready to sing what about it tonight church what about it tonight you can carry it back home with you or you can make up in your mind and spirit I'm fixing to bring this to God whatever it takes I'm not worried about what anybody thinks. I ain't worried about nobody else's opinion. I'm ready to be set free. I'm ready to be delivered. I've wrestled with this long enough. I've struggled with this long enough. Hallelujah. This weariness and this struggling and battle. Amen. Or do you just want to keep that giant? Or do you want to just keep that serpent? Or you just want to hold on to that? It's up to you. It's up to you. But tonight you've got an opportunity. Amen. To bring it to an altar. And bring it to the presence of God. And let God work on it. 
and lift that weariness off of your heart and lift that weariness out of your spirit and lift that weariness out of your mind. Amen. That one thing that seems to always weigh you down. That one thing that always seems to hold you back. Hallelujah. But tonight you can find the help and the strength and energy you need in this house. Hallelujah. Live an overcoming life and a victorious life. And you can do it by your praise and worship of Jesus Christ. Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, the 12th verse. Ezekiel tells him. This is the, the chapter of the Valley of Dry Bones. This is the time that he preaches, that even the preacher wasn't sure. Nevertheless, Lord, thy know. But listen to him in the latter part of that 12th verse. I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. I bring you into the land of Israel. I tell you the God that we're serving tonight can open up some graves that's in your heart. Some graves that's in your spirit. Some weariness, amen, that you just seem to can't crawl out of that pit. You can't, don't seem to be able to crawl out of that ditch. You just can't seem to get the victory over it. You just can't seem to get it under your feet. You can't seem, but I'm telling you tonight by the preaching of the word of God, thank God for the preaching of the word of God. It still has the power to save us. And that's just not just an Acts 2.38 message. That's a message just like tonight. Amen. Because if you don't pour your way up out of that grave, if you have an ear to hear the word of God and believe it, that God can lift this weirdness off of my spirit, that God can lift this weirdness off of my heart, that God can give me the victory I need in my life tonight. Lord bless them tonight as they sing.